Hello and welcome to Divided by Brand, the weekly podcast show for entrepreneurs, business owners and influencers. If you want to learn more about branding, hear from industry experts and first-hand accounts about ways that you might find yourself divided by your own business's brand, then this is the show for you. Join me, your host, Dan O'Cook, a brand identity specialist with over 20 years design experience and founder of Vi Design Co. I'm going to talk everything brand, but more specifically, I want to go behind the scenes of real life brand challenges that businesses and individuals have faced that has left them divided in their mind or divided by the people around them. I want you to learn with me exactly what real life brand divides people have faced and by overcoming them, did they help to create success? And don't forget, if you're not sure exactly what your brand is and how strong your brand is performing, then you can take my Brandscape Strength Test. It's designed specifically for anyone who wants to uncover six core areas of their business and how the brand is performing. It's completely free and the links are in the show notes. And I think you'll agree, that's quite enough jazzy intro. Can we just start the show, please? Hello and welcome to this episode of Divided by Brand. I'm your host, Dan O'Cock, and here's what's coming up on today's show. I've got a fantastic guest in my Divided by Brand spotlight. Her name is Rebecca Cross, and Rebecca is a self-described serial entrepreneur, and she's definitely a go-getter. She believes anything is possible and anyone can achieve anything. Now, Rebecca is on a journey to help 2 million women around the globe who are ready to step into their greatness. I'm going to ask Rebecca what's been involved in her own journey to achieve the success that she has today. What kind of things has she done on the way? What kind of challenges has she faced? And how does she keep that drive and that momentum going whilst also keeping a balance within her life? So join me as I chat to Rebecca on this episode of Divided by Brand. Welcome to the show, Rebecca. It's um, fantastic to have you on. Why, thank you for having me. I'm excited. I know. It seems so long since we had our introductory call. I think we've both been very busy. Um, What I like to, to ask guests when they first come on, and I've had a little bit of a gap, is give me three wins from the last few weeks. What have you been doing that you can say big thumbs up to? Well, with right now, big thumbs up is my three children are all back at school. (laughs) That is a big win. (laughs) That is a massive win. But more, well, the reason I say that is it's a big win because, you know, obviously with with what's been going on in the world, it's nice to know that my three children are happy back at school because it was quite a worry to put them all back in. Well, it wasn't a worry for me. I, I was like, get in there, you'll be fine, don't worry. Um, but it's great that with all the change, because everything we've always got to deal with uncertainty, um, that they've really adapted very well and are so happy. So that's my first win, knowing that Good. them three are back in the education system without mummy, because I tell you, you don't want me teaching them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I um, love it. So that's my first win. My second win for me, because um, I am a mentor in business and mm-hmm. um, I have always, always, for me to practice what I preach, I have to keep on top of my game. So um, in the summer, I decided to have the summer off and I decided I was going to, I finished with my old coach in June and I decided I was reinvesting in, a, in another coach in September. So that's been a really good win because this is somebody I've wanted to work with for three years. Um, nice. So for me to get the business where it is now and for me to invest in myself at that next level with this guy, um, it's been a massive win. So that's the second win. And then my third win goes to my clients. 
They are absolutely smashing it these next few weeks. Um, that makes my heart sing because that means I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So how's that for three months? Is that a bit boring? Is that all right? What no, you- I like it. And um, I'm, I'm definitely echoing your sentiments about kids going back. Um, it was very weird. I have two kids and they have both gone back in, well, one at school and one in um, childcare. And that first morning when I did the school run and I dropped off and I came back my wife was at work and I came in and and it was so quiet in the house (laughs) and I went into the kitchen and I just flicked the kettle on and I thought wow this is I don't think I've had a proper quiet moment like that for what, what is it? Seven months? Yeah. Oh, I know. I Oh, I can really relate to that. I went home yesterday because I don't have my, I don't work from home. I need to be away from home. Otherwise I'll go mop an absolute potty. And I went, right. I, I went home for my lunch and I sat there and I thought, oh my God, this is so nice. It's very weird. And yeah, so I, I definitely echo that as a win um, and love the fact that you picked your, your clients, but also the fact that you've got a new coach and that's going to reinvigorate you. So yeah, really awesome set of wins there. Yeah, they're good ones. I'm, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. So what I'm going to do is just introduce yourself to the to my listener base and just get you to um, open up a little bit. So i when we kind of have our intro call, I always ask questions to find out where the journey, a little bit about where my guests have come from, where they're going to. And you've got a really, well, incredible story and, and a powerful story. Um, I know it goes very deep and I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of let you steer it how far and how deep you want to go in. But I know that you've been really um, an entrepreneur with that, well, that entrepreneur mindset from I don't know the year that it happened but your husband left you whilst you were pregnant that's how long ago I think your kind of story starts and that was going to pick up on um tell us a little bit about about that back story that shaped you if you like um and just explain to everybody what's made you become the person that you are today um yeah no well basically um i grew to a very very 30 seconds i grew up with you know parents divorced mum went to prison a couple of times been in foster care and i went to 15 primary schools so before i met my first husband i'd had this belief system that I've got to do well because I don't want history to repeat. I don't want to go to prison. I had very funny things about money. And I was like, I've got to do well. I've got to do well. And um, But I went to 15 primary school. That meant was, because we moved around a lot, et cetera, is that I missed a lot of my basic education because every time I went into one school, they'd finished one, something on the curriculum and then started something else and I just was never catching up. And so when I was 14, they realised that actually maybe I'm not just slow and thick, maybe there's something else going on. And um, back then they realised dyslexia really was a thing and they found that I had a region age at the age of 14 of seven Um, But it's something I I learned from my my dyslexia teacher at the time who said to me, Rebecca, this doesn't stop you doing what you want to do. It just Mm -hmm. means you've got to find a different way of doing it. So, and she was a real champion. She was great. She basically said, they talked to all my teachers and they went, right, we're going to drop sciences, we're going to drop um, languages and we're going to stick to what the core is, you know, your maths and your English and and we're going to stick to just the five GCSEs with the exams read at the time. And I remember at that time, at the age of 14, having this feeling of, right, I am, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a millionaire. I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna show everybody that if I can turn this around and learn differently, it doesn't mean I'm gonna be like my family and I'm gonna do things differently. Well, life kind of went on its way and limiting beliefs that I had was, you've got to work hard, you've got to do your A-levels and get to university and work in a corporate job. Um, but, and I did go down that path and within that time, from me being 14, having that light, light bulb moment, I met my first husband at the age of 15. And he came from a very privileged family. And, um, you know, that, and he, he taught me some amazing things. Uh, his family did, and they took me under their wing. Um, but I still had disbelief, because they had disbelief. You work hard, you get a good job, you know, you, you, you've got to have a job. I mean, you can't, you can't do not have a job. That's yeah. I still have well, this belief. 
I work, I've written down that you you worked for IBM and the Wall Street Journal at one point. Yeah, so I, I did. I, I, I literally, I, I went for it. I, when I was at university, I got a, a, my position at the Wall Street at the IBM at North Arthur in Portsmouth, and then and then I carried on. Went to London. My my first husband was a journalist, so we we ended up moving to London. And um, I was at the Wall Street Journal. I was like, oh my god, I'm like bloody. I'm here, I'm in Covent Garden, I'm like, I'm making, I loved it, you know, getting in the black cabs, getting on the tube, I was like, I'm in the corporate game, I am loving it. But what had happened in that time, um, before I fell pregnant with my daughter, is that my first husband looked after everything. So that kick-ass 14-year-old who'd gone through adversity had been looked after so much that I didn't actually even know how to pay electricity bill. When I got paid, you know, my first husband would take the money and look after it all. I'd, he'd give me like a little allowance every month, which obviously now I'm like shocked about. But at the time, life was easy. You know, we didn't have a mortgage. We had, it was great. Yeah. Um, well, I thought it was great. It, but what happened was when I fell pregnant with Emily, I was 27 when I had her and um, he was having an affair with someone and he walked out and I was lost because for 13 and a half years, I'd had somebody absolutely look after me and make sure the bills were paid. I didn't even know anything. I was learning how to, to, to like how to put a bloody nappy on and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to survive. But I didn't. I wasn't educated because I, he was in my life even through university, and you know, I, I was always. We had a privileged time together, but at the same time, I was lost. And I, it was like I was 14 again, but this time I was a 27-year-old with a baby and I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? I don't I don't want her to have any of the upbringing I had because I never wanted to be divorced. I never, I wanted to have that perfect life that I believed everyone could have because yeah. I, yeah, I didn't have it. So basically, I don't know, a light bulb moment came when Emily was two weeks old and I just said a similar thing I said when I was 14 and it was like, right, this is what my knowledge is. This is where I'm at. I'm not stupid, but I don't know the right way I'm going to do this, but I'm going to start a business because I also had separation anxiety with Emily. No one could leave and no one could go anywhere near Emily. I was very very attached like too unhealthily attached to Emily so I had to deal with that but it was very much right I'm going to start my first business and I'm going to be a millionaire and that came back again and that's why I said I was 14 and that plan ain't changing and that is where I kind of got that drive and started my first business back in um well it was gone into 2008 at that point and when there was a recession and everything else going on and I've written down here that your first business was an eBay business selling antique kitchen stuff. Yeah, oh, I used to love it. <laughs> I used to go into like, like I saw, I used to, I'll never forget it. I found this 1960s egg whisk, right? Oh God, this is so sad. But I remember looking at it and it was in this box and it was in the original box. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I just felt yeah. really passionate about it. And then, I like Cornish blue and I like cool pottery and all this other stuff that I thought, right, mm-hmm. I know that there was a market for this because people like collectibles, people collect teapots. And, and I did, I got this little business going. I had my first, in fact, back in 2009, I did a video, which obviously now we just do on our smartphones. But back then, yeah. you would charge 15, they'll be charging like 1500 quid to do a video to get someone to come to your house. And I had these, like, this video crew. I remember paying 1,500 quid thinking, what the hell am I doing? And they were like videoing me doing this video, thinking this is the way forward, Rebecca, that video is the way forward. And I, I was doing that back in 2009, but I obviously would pay too much money back then, of course. But yeah, yeah. I, I dipped into these things and I had the kitchenware business. So yeah, it was all right. It did all right. It did its, did its juice. It was the start. It was the birth of it all. I mean, you you... you... You found a niche, right? You yeah. just went with it and you made some money. Made, yeah, not loads. I always tell everyone, look, it wasn't my, like, you know, it wasn't like Richard Branson's Virgin or anything. But no. you know what? It got me thinking how to think and be resilient, how to commit, how to be make sure my tenacity was still there, making sure yeah. I, I started to really understand how to think with my mindset and remove, start to work on belief systems, start to work with universal laws and all the other stuff yeah. where I'm at today, yeah. 
And then after that, um, I think you went into kind of, was it, would it be fair to say that you went into publishing with this community magazine that I've jotted down? Yeah. Um, so the same time I had the eBay business, the website, I, um, I sold advertising space for the financial sector when I was at the Wall Street Journal. I work with big banks and we work with big multi-million dollar campaigns where we would say, right, this is a space you need for the, to put into the paper or you go online. And so I had that knowledge. So it made sense for me to say, right, I know the advertising industry. Why don't I put together a small community magazine, which weren't very popular then. They're all over the place now, but yeah. um, why don't I do this? I'll go around the streets of um, South London and I will take Emily in a pram and I will sell advertising space. I'll put content together. I'll get people to want to bring you, you know, give me a story, share community news. Um, and that was, that went well. I had it for like two years. I had a salesperson and then I sold it. Um, so that was a really, that was, it was hard work. I had like a distribution of 8,000, um, which back then, you know, when you were just a one man band with a pram and you're trying to do it every month <laughs> was quite a big thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I imagine, I, well, I try and imagine the only thing when you said those numbers, I just remember one year, my mum and dad must have been to earn some extra cash decided to um distribute yellow pages oh yeah and, and we came home from school one afternoon and went into the garage and the garage was wall to wall <laughs> four foot deep in yellow pages oh stacked God. up and i was like what's all this about? uh we're gonna post them through houses and I just remember being dragged around the street with my mum and uh, like, a, you know, the old lady shopping yeah, trolley yeah, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know. Grandma, you Yeah, but you could only fit maybe 20 yellow pages in it before, you know, wheels start snapping or something because oh, they were heavy back then. Yeah. Yellow pages were they like... They were like bricks. Yeah, I'm going back to like early 80s or yeah, something yeah. but we, I, they did it I remember the pile getting smaller and smaller oh good on him good yeah so, well, I remember then it was the summer I used to love I used to love doing it but I never did an avatar I never did a magazine in August we only did 11 editions and I remember in the August right. just celebrating because I didn't have to do that delivery <laughs> yeah it's like done like yes really. done it yes Day I've off. got a month up woo love it so if we kind of, I mean, that's a brilliant little backstory to set the scene of what you've you've done and, and, and what I want to find out now is where you're at now. So the question I'm going to ask you is, um, when people ask you what you do now, what do you say? Um, I always say I work with people who want to have holistic abundance, like live a life and build a business that they truly desire, like what really works for them. So I never say I'm a coach or I've got those qualifications, I've got the mentor, I just like, look, I've got a, a bank of experience. I'm an entrepreneur, I've got my own property company now. I've got, you know, I, I dip in other investments, but what Step Into Greatness, which is the company you'll always see on social media about, is about me working with 2 million people. That's my mission of showing you that when you work on yourself, your personal journey, and you want to build a business, the evolution of your business will only happen if you work on the evolution of yourself. Because you end up, why, it's if you go back to people in the corporate world, for example, why I explain this is, you know, you've got people who are like, always want to success, 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 success. You know, they just want to know what was coming out of my mouth then, but success, success, success. <laughs> is um, coming out. And it's like, they really want to go for it. They work like 12 hours a day. The boss is calling them at the night and they're like hustling like anything. It's like, yes, I want this success. I want it to be at the top of the chain. But then they will burn out. And that's when you find people online saying, well, well I'm burnt out. I found that there's an easy way of doing it and working from home. Because they're not, they thought that going for all the money and the power and the control uh, and the, the belief system I had, you know, like I need to get a job, I need security, I need to do this. You're not working on the inner stuff, you're working on the external environment of what you think society is teaching is the right thing to do. And I'm very much about you can build a business and you can have a life that you truly want, but sometimes you need to work on yourself first. So I work with um, NLP and energy healing and universal laws and about actually working on, okay, so you don't feel confident. Now, where is that coming from? Because that originates from somewhere. It comes from some kind of experience, possibly, or 
or somebody's told you something how do we completely release that work differently and really think with our mind in a different way so you are in front of your audience in front of your niche building a business that is absolutely aligned with you and you're able to back yourself all the way to create the business of your dreams because I, I think I always believe when I see people who have been very successful and I do study a lot of self-made millionaires because I find it fascinating because I love mm. looking at personal development. If you look at people who are self-made millionaires and you start reading their biographies or hearing them at conferences or workshops, they'll always realize and say to you, I had to start looking at my day-to-day success habits. I had to look at what is, is making me feel that I'm aligned to my thoughts. How can I make sure I'm in a higher vibration? How can I release what's not serving me? How can I make sure I understand what truly is important to attract exactly what I want? And that's when they start working in flow and they start building businesses and they're able to like build their team. And, you know, you see what you see. But yeah. a lot of people who go in business say, Rebecca, it's not mindset. I don't need help with mindset. I just need a plan. Like, uh, well, I can give you the plan and you'll make money. That'd be a short-term fix because there's still something that is wanting you to go for what you think is, you know, the be all and end all when actually we're here to live a a holistic life, not just financial abundance, not just health, not just in our relationships. It's supposed to be the whole thing. And so in a long answer to your question, that is what I say I do. Yeah, I was going to say, I would have, I was hoping for kind of a 30 second elevator pitch, but you know. Well, we've got it. (laughs) I'd love to say, I've been doing sales since like 2001. I'm like, I'd love to say this is my 30 seconds pitch. I'm like, you know what? I want to give you the whole shebang. I'm joking. I think it's a a good breakdown. And I, I, I love listening to how in depth you went with that, actually, because it's part of the process that I've been through myself is to. I use a process called Ikigai. I don't know if, well, the coach I work with took us through Ikigai and it's a Japanese term. And that really gets you to look at, it's like a Venn diagram is the best way to describe it. And it has elements that include what you love doing, what the world needs more of, what you're good at, um, what you can make money at, and you kind of explore all of these different avenues um, and then look to tie them into your your values love in life. Love it, yeah, love it, love it. Um, yeah, so that's, over the last two years, that's essentially how I've restarted my business. I mean, yeah. it had only been two a year as a freelancer, if not two years as a freelancer. I was like, I want to get more out of this. I want to make sure it works with my lifestyle, not the other way around. I'm not building my business Around, you know, around what I do, everything fits around my lifestyle. You know what I mean? Um, so I've kind of got, I understand why you wanted to go, you know, as deep with that because you can't just say, I I sell windows to da da da, and it's a bit like, all right. I think, yeah, I mean, the bit, the bit, if I gave 30 seconds, it'd be like balance. I'll show you how to get balance, and which is what you've just described with the, with the Japanese um, methodology. It's, it's, how can you have balance where you're doing stuff that your soul, your happy, your soul cries for? You know, you're like, I've got my family, I've got my money, I'm in the present, or whatever your drivers are. You know, that might not be what your soul calls for, but it's like, how is that all those three cups of mind balance? And I think yeah. um, that, but then sometimes you say balance, that sounds a bit boring. I want to make money. And I'm like, I know, but I can help you make money. But yeah, but I want it now. And it's like, you know, you want to make sure you the get you. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay, let's let's go in a bit more detail here. Let's just see exactly what you do want. Yeah, I mean, you've got to be happy making that money. Yeah. In, in my opinion, one hundred percent. I agree. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, I want to ask you that are you, now: Are you able to say that you've achieved what you want to achieve? Oh no, 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 no! I think I'll be on this journey for a very long time. <laughs> no, I no, definitely not. My mission is definitely to help at least two million people, and I really and I really want to help raise that abundant vibration that I've experienced and continue to experience over the last decade. You know, from like when I can show people what I can make even financially and what kind of lifestyle I can give my family, it's not from the hustle. It's from working on myself within, really connecting and understanding what I want and making sure that it, like you just mentioned with your coach, living by my core values every single day, 
not mm-hmm. just my personal ones, but making sure the business core values are being led each and every day. And when you're in that kind of, when you're completely working through flow, everything, you know, you're not worrying about doubt. You're not worrying about, you, you actually are happy to be, understand that you might not know all the answers and you can trust in what you're doing because the, it's coming from your passion. That is something that a lot of people just don't get or don't want to know. And my mission is to like, honestly, you've got, you're missing out on such a big trick. It's like, it's so, yeah, it's so powerful. Um, and so I want to show people more of what Step Into Greatness has learned of what we've over the last nearly 13 years and how we do our teaching to show this is why our clients will really not just make a quick 10K in a month or whatever you see on online. They actually build a consistent, strong yeah. foundational business and life, you know? So let me ask you then, when you've got these values, these core values that you've built your business off the back of to make sure that you're happy doing what you're doing and it you know sets you on the right road to success um if we take you for an example is there just you in the business or are there other people yeah we have other people so we've got a team of six now so so have you been through any type of brand strategy whereby they're able to understand some of your core values yeah do you you have a brand value kind of thing put in place that they understand they do yeah so what we do is when our team come on board with us we they we want them to tell us what do you believe in stepping into greatness because if you don't believe in what we're doing there's no point working together you need you see it's not about what we do or how we do it it's why we do it and yeah. I want them to believe in why I do what I do. It's, you know, I want them to understand where I'm coming from when we set up Step Into Greatness. And that's what we want everybody to get their heads around because I can tell you my what's and my how's and everything else, but that's just, that's just like a vehicle for it. For you yeah. to understand why I'm doing what I'm doing is why... So Lara, my, my assistant, you know, when she's writing that email... She's got. A, she needs to understand why that is so important. That the way we conduct our processes and what she does in the business is so important. Why her her part in that business is part of the bigger why of the business. So she she believes in that and she values that. So she doesn't just see me as I'm another client. She sees me as Rebecca really truly believes in what she's doing, and then she'll come and she'll bring ideas forward. You know, as she did something the other day, and I'm like, that's brilliant. I don't ask her to do that. But the reason she does that is because she believes in what I'm doing and she thinks, well, we could do it an easy way than this if you like. I'm like, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And it's a win-win yeah. because it means she's yeah. going to have more income coming because I'm going to keep her on board. And I've got somebody who trusts and believes in what we do. So I very much, when somebody wants to work with us, uh, oh, I'm looking for somebody like a social media manager or whatever, it's not just about me going, okay, how many followers can you get on Instagram? I couldn't give a shit about that. Sorry, I swore there. Yeah. I do have a habit of swearing. I want them it's to, all right. I want them well, to um I want them to understand about stepping into greatness. I want them to ask for my mission. I want them to ask for my vision and I want them to see my core values because they need to believe in them because when they're working with us they have to obviously conduct themselves by them as well. So what would you say? Because I often or have worked with quite a lot of businesses in the past and if they get me on board and they think that when they go, or they, they say they want to rebrand, but what they really mean is they need it, they want a new logo. What would you say to a business owner who doesn't have, who doesn't know what their why is, why they're doing what they're doing? Well, that is going to be, I would be like, stop. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would be like, seriously, don't do any more because you're just going to put money down the drain. Like people who don't have, I, this is the best way I can describe this. I say this a lot on, um, I did a, a post about stop effing scrolling, I said. Um, on your, oh, right, on I think your, I saw that. Did yeah. you see it? Yeah. The thing is, when you've got a clear why, you don't give a shit about what anyone else is doing, right? Because you back yourself. You back yourself that you know that whatever you believe and you know in your mission, you are going to absolutely smash it. And you're going to speak to your audience. You're going to be very clear who your audience is. And they are going to feed off your energy and understand, wow, this is powerful. When you've got a bit of a fluffy, I'm not so sure why, all you're busy doing is comparing yourself to other people. 
you're busy wondering what they're doing and not focus on your own game, which is what I see all the time. And that's when I was like, oh, maybe I need a new logo. Why do you need a new logo? Well, I've just seen so-and-so just advertise it. Do you need a new logo? What's happening in your business right now? What's working yeah. now? And that is where I think when we talk about why, I would someone say, well, I'm not really sure why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm like, right, stop right now. You've, that has got to be, in my opinion, and it is, a, and I'm not saying it's easy because sometimes it isn't. Like we've revised our mission, God knows how many times over the years, mm-hmm. because I've grown as a person and I've grown yeah. as a businesswoman, um, and I know that my business will evolve more over the next ten years, and my brand, you know, my logo may change a little bit. Who knows? But it needs to be aligned with our why. And if we, and I, I'm really passionate about this because I see a lot of it on online, and I always think. I know what you do, but and I know how you do it. But why? Why would I want you to help me show me what you do and how you do it? Yeah, and I find that you can tell the people that don't know their why because they're copying someone else. Yeah, like they they pres- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they presume that they've seen Rebecca's um, what Rebecca does. And she's made a lot of money at it. I'll just copy what she's doing. And it doesn't work. <laughs> no, because the thing is, going back to what I just said a second ago, I'm backing myself. Like I know for a fact that if people work with me and I've kept with my business values, and one of them is, am I acting in integrity? So, for example, I'm not just taking on anyone. If they say, no, Rebecca, I want you. If I don't think we're a good fit, I'm not having it because my reputation's on the line. It's all yeah. very well someone to pay me thousands for my services, but there is no way I'm going to take their money if I don't believe I can get them where they need to be. So that's really mm-hmm. important. If somebody else is watching my stuff going, oh, great, this is I like a vibe, but she's so like, she Fs and Jeffs every five minutes. If they were doing it, it would come from the wrong energy. And the, and I back what I do because it's my own model. It's something I, I've learned over the years and from my own experience. So I, it you can, my wife's so powerful. You know, if I yeah, tried to copy another iPhone, for example, or try to be another Apple, I wouldn't have a, I wouldn't get it. It wouldn't work because I'm just trying to copy something that I think well is a quick fix. It's just not. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if you copied that iPhone and then or called it the D phone and then went out and said, "Yeah, I've made a phone. It's called the D phone," and go, "Well, it's just like an iPhone, yeah. but it's a bit bit more rubbish." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you would need to have a different why, wouldn't you? Why yeah, you decided? Oh, and yeah. your values around, you know, what that's about. I think for me, my biggest why is I, people say they want balance, but they don't understand how to get it. And it's scary for them because when you want to have balance in your life with a good life and a good business, you sometimes it's when you've really got to work on some belief systems and let go of stuff. And it sometimes mm-hmm. means there's a longer game because it's, there's no quick fixes. And I think that's where if people can really understand what the bigger picture is, oh, your life is amazing. Like, honestly, I can't express yeah. it. It really can be. Well, I'm, I'm, I've got a strategy session that I do with clients that I onboard, and it's, it's brand strategy, so it is uncovering their why wholeheartedly and that's before we go into any type of creative and what i find most rewarding about that is that as a designer or that's definitely how they perceive me um they're like oh my god how are you what are these questions where are you getting these questions from i hadn't even thought about this that you know going that in depth with it and we spend a morning together and at the end of it you know they're, they're really like well, mentally drained is probably not the best way to, to describe it, but <laughs> it makes them think about yeah, yeah. things that they hadn't considered before. And it then makes them realize, you know, realize suddenly that it's an awful lot more than just a logo oh, that sits one, on your website. 100%. Oh, God, it's a yeah. massive thing. And I think, but also you want to be excited about it. You know, you want to yeah. be... You want to be behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to be so excited about it. And and also, that's the one reason why I know I will never give up on stepping into greatness because it's got me to where I am now. It's got me to be the mother I am now and to help the women and men I help now. It's just, it's so rewarding. It's not, yeah, the money's great. Of course it is, because I don't lie. I'm very motivated by money. I'm not scared to admit it. I don't think anyone should be, but at the same time, and this is another thing I say to people, for you to want to have money coming in, 
what focus on your why first because the money is just will come way after but it will come because you're coming from the right place you're not yeah and yeah finding out finding out your why and uncovering some strategy behind that will then mean you've you've got a much better um relationship with your designer exactly, because yeah. when you sit down with a designer and they go right what are you do what are you what are we designing here and they go and you say a logo well come on what who's it for what where, where are we target there's so much other stuff that needs to happen before all of that yeah. so really so valuable just to you know spend that time initially um to sit down and and gather your thoughts with somebody yeah. brand orientated for sure yeah 100 no you're right the other thing i was going to say is when when you know your why i find that You've, what was selling becomes helping because you're not forcing you're not forcing somebody to buy something you're genuinely setting out to help that person and that's a completely different shift in mind oh and you're yeah and the vibration and energy is completely different and you're 100% right when I'm selling I'm selling all the time but I'm not selling in I've got this program, come to my program and do la la la. I'm actually saying, this is what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. Why, 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 why I'm doing it. Look what's happened. This is what this client results have got. Why have this client's got these results? Why, why, why? It's always coming from a why. And then everyone's yeah. so like, this is amazing. They want to book a call with me. And it's not because I'm trying to say I can get you the biggest win fast. It's because I want them to buy into me, my why. I want them to be inspired and know Oh my God, like, yes. I, because that's, yeah. if they don't believe in me, why the hell will they invest? So, you know, this is what everyone needs to get with their businesses. It's not just about opening your shop window and like, here we are. That's when you're a commodity. That's like, you know, yeah. go in there. You want to be, you do, I agree with you. When you know that why, everything comes from the back end of that. The way you communicate, your energy, your intentions, your tenacity will get stronger because you know that this is the right thing. You, it, it, gets your soul on fire yeah and then all of a sudden what happens is um you start to develop a brand that differentiates you exactly and that's when everyone goes well how do i get a brand that's different well let's start at the beginning <laughs> yeah i agree and that's where we at stephanie greatness talk about you are unique you're absolutely there's nobody's got your set of teeth, dude. No one. You know, yeah. if you were burnt alive, that's how they will be recognizing you. So it's no one has got your set of teeth. I always say that. And it's amazing how unique you are. It's just you've got to step into that. And that's when we've got to talk about mindset and belief systems, because that's when some people have a block of some sort. Yeah, there's a quote that I use in one of my presentations. I can't remember where it's from now, but it's um be yourself because everyone else has been taken. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that before. I love that quote. I can't remember yeah. where I've got it from. Yeah, um, I love it's a that. Good, it's a good quote. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, looking back at, I think when you, think back to when you sold your first business, I'm just going to take it back a bit. What what was it like for you when you started in a new niche? What was it like for you as a business person changing mindset? Um. What do you mean when I left, like, the kitchenware and then... Uh, yeah, let's go... Yeah, what was it like when you f switched from just the, the eBay shop and then went on to the next project? Well, the, Did you find that natural or what? Yeah, or? well, to be honest, my niche has never changed. And what I mean by that is I've always worked with people. So I always had to... Even when I had the kitchenware business, I had the way I spoke to them was around their passion and why they wanted the kitchenware stuff, right? Because it wasn't like I was just selling face masks or, you know, toys. It was something... It was something that was unique and to a special person that would want to collect a, a teapot from 1960. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. how I used to how I what I love is understanding people's motives and understanding their motivation and their passions of them really stepping into doing what they want to do so when I did the magazine it was the same thing I sold advertising space which was selling their businesses so again it was about me talking about their business and understanding okay so you sell fireplaces right what made you start this up like what are you going to be putting on the advert because I, I would talk to them about how what the copy would be like and you know the visual the visuals they would have but of course, when I got into um, coaching and I started to step into greatness, and I had a VA company before that, 
and that was again working with different businesses and I worked with people like Strictly Come Dancing at one point it was amazing again it was always coming back to why are you doing what you're doing and what is what is it that you want to achieve so I've never the niche itself if you like who I serve may have been different but how I actually operate and how I help all of those people over the last nearly 13 years have basically come from the same thing understanding their mind understanding their motives and then making sure I've got a strategy in place to help them be that finding that right kitchenware that's going to make their dreams come true and add to their collection or put their advertising in the right spot in the magazine that's going to bring them more sales and that's one mm-hmm. of their selling strategies that's working or like when I was a VA working with them and making sure they've got the right business sales leads coming in because I did a lot of selling back then with them or now okay I'm going to help you completely start from the bottom up and make sure you're working with the right strategy with the right mindset so you're going to grow both in mind and in your sales so it's it's a really it's it's a really interesting thing I've kind of always been doing the same thing but just in a diff, offering a different service does that make sense yeah I know what you mean yeah so I've um, never I've never had to feel like I've had to transition as such it's gone it's just always I've always felt that my path has always just been upgraded to right you've now learned this now we're going to bring these kind of people in front for you to deliver the same thing but you're going to do it yeah. with this new thing just changing the setting really yeah. more than anything yeah, yeah. isn't it that's it um, yeah yeah it is it's, it's been interesting um, how it's evolved so do you think you'll start another business oh I've always got my blooming fingers in pies <laughs> Daniel me I've got a patent thing going on at the moment I've got my property company and I've got step, step into greatness will always be what I'm the forefront of um, right. I'm an entrepreneur I love making money so I always love to have income coming from lots of different um, avenues. I can't help myself. I, just, I love it. Mm-hmm. But in terms of my big, where all my energy, they're all very easy things. The process is in place. It's, I don't really need to put a lot of energy in. Um, I like to be hands-off investment, if that makes sense. But where I put mm-hmm. all my energy um, and where I like to make, like really make an impact is through stepping into greatness. So yeah, there'll always be another business I set up somewhere. I just won't be doing the work for that one. Um, but yeah. in terms of this, this is where you'll always see me. So for the stepping into greatness, which I love as a name, by the way, um, have you got a long-term strategy for this 2 million clients? Do you know what, how are you going to do that? Yeah, I've got some idea. Yeah, well, what we've put in place at the moment, we've, we already currently have a very successful academy. So that is something that um, our clients come in for a year um, and we bring certain, we have the right fit for those people. So the doors are always open to that academy. Um, we really only work with certain kind of people. So our academy is very successful and, we, and we're working very hard to want to make that the best in the world. And that's, that's the way we want it to go. We're very, we love what we do in the academy and we love the success stories we have. So we're really working on that. Um, we obviously have our one-to-one program but the one thing we really want to do and obviously this is dependent on what goes on in the world we were supposed to start our new stream of retreats that was supposed to start in September in fact I was supposed to be in I was supposed to be in Bali today actually Um, so of course we have postponed all that for 2021 assuming with what goes on with world Um, so we have got things going on in the pipeline of where we want to visit more face-to-face and do more retreats um but right now the business is doing well with our academy and our one-to-one we've got you know like everything else we've got online digital offers but yeah that right now we want to be more face-to-face with people because what our connection with people is really important to us so that's where we are at the moment and and we're looking forward to that um it's it's exciting i'm really excited so it's, it's it's good it's good I love it. And so if anyone's listening, I am going to put a link to um, Rebecca's site and Step Into Greatness. So if they want to go check it out, they can do. So we'll put all that in the show notes. Don't panic about that. Thank you. Um, I want to ask, I ask every guest this, but if you went back and met yourself, or you were, let's say you're walking down the street ten, and 10 years ago, you spot yourself in a bar. 10 years ago, what would you say to yourself? So what would it be? Twenty? It'd be two thousand and ten. Yeah. And that. 
there you are sat there having your I don't know where you'd be but doing your, having a drink or whatever and you, you have now comes across what are you going to say yeah <laughs> well and back then I'll probably say right to put the wine down you don't need that as much as you're having it um, right. I've had someone asked me this question not a few months ago when I was um, on another show and I basically the one thing I, I, I would say and I'd, I'd even and I know I just know it always comes the same thing is to say to myself don't stop don't stop you're on the right path everything that you're doing is lessons that are learned and you've got lots of celebrations to come but do not stop keep your head up and crack on yeah yeah don't let just do not stop it's it's literally do it's just four words do no three words do not stop just do not because the chatterbox can take over so easily and you can sometimes think you're getting no breaks but you've, and believe me, there was times that I felt like that. And it's like, mm-hmm. I, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe what I'm doing is the right thing to do. And you keep, and it's going really back to that why question. Like, keep doing it. Why are you doing it? Like, you know, when I said mm-hmm. I wanted to be a millionaire, it was for many reasons why I said it. Um, it wasn't just the materialistic things. It was about proving that I, someone like myself, with, it doesn't matter what environment you come from. It doesn't matter what education you've had. It doesn't matter what brain cells you've still got going from all the alcohol you've drank. It doesn't matter. You can do anything you put your mind to if you truly believe and keep going and you will be throwing some hurdles and you'll be thinking, oh my God, is someone trying to tell me something? But if you really come from why you're doing it and you can show that you can get that balance of whatever it is you want, you can have it all, You've got to keep going because if you get if you stop, you're just proving what everyone else is always believing that limiting belief. Well, I'm not that it'll never happen to me. Why? Of course it'll happen yeah. to you. So I would just say, do not stop. Simple as that. I, I love that because I, there's a little cartoon I've seen and it's this been replicated at different times, but it shows two guys or two people digging a tunnel um, from left to right. And the guy, well, from left to right, one guy above the, one guy at the top, one guy at the bottom, both digging tunnels left to right. And the man on the bottom tunnel has given up digging his tunnel. And you can see just out of sight to the man, this massive pile of diamonds. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, like one millimeter away from these diamonds. But the man on the top is just like cracking on. He's not stopping. He's full on to his tunnel. He's got, and it's like you just don't know. Just keep going. You don't. And I always use that. I've, I've seen something similar to that when people are on social media, which I'm sure your listeners will be, and they're going through the news feed and they might have posted a piece of content and they're like, oh God, nobody's engaged. Oh, I've got no likes. Oh, I've got no comments, or whatever yeah. it is they're thinking. You never know who's watching. And the moment you... And I know somebody who started a business about uh, seven years ago and they were really hustling, bless them. They they kept going to the networking events. They they weren't getting any breaks. And it was like, keep going. You know you've got a good thing going here. You know you've got a good thing going. And this lady went, I can't do it anymore. I just can't. And she, she pulled down the website. She pulled down the company. She said, enough is enough. And unfortunately, the day after a huge contract worth a hundred grand was about to be put on her. Oh my God. And of course they didn't give it to her because what they saw was, well, you just gave up. You, you just <sighs> left we can't have no. How can we, how can we know you're the right person if you're, you know, you've just, and oh, yeah. you just, oh my God. you don't <laughs> have a clue who's watching you, who's listening to you. So yeah, that's why I, I always say never stop. And that's a great, um, what you talk about that cartoon just highlights that. It does. And I think even with myself, because I do, I do the podcast, but I don't have thousands and thousands of listeners. I think my download stats are probably in the region of, you're talking 20 to 30 people are sort of downloading and listening. But I'm, I really don't get disheartened by it because I'll tell you what, I didn't talk to those 20 people before I did the show. Exactly. And you only need, like, two or three of them might say, God, I love what you said to Rebecca about what you do with your branding. Can you do my logo? I want to talk to you about my why. I think you're freaking amazing what you're doing. Like, well, I t- yeah, it, it just opens doors. It opens yeah. conversations. And you, you just said you don't know who's listening. You don't. And a, you just don't. A, and a perfect example is there's a, a guy who listened to the um, 
I can't remember which episode it was. Um, but he got in touch with through the podcast community that I'm part of, and he said, "I really like you to help me out. I'm working on a project. It's a brand related." issue that I've got and it turns out that the guy is based in Amman and he has well in Amman they don't have they're not as far on with podcasts as the UK or America who are like the leading kind of nations and so in Amman people are just like lapping up podcast content and he produces basically like a a a daily or a a daily news bulletin that gets sent out on a podcast link to like village elders on their phones so they can get the world news via a podcast. And he had like a thousand listeners um, within two days of doing, of starting this. And he's now being approached by government officials out there, um, history related news channels, radio channels in the whole region around there, Egypt. And in effect, the brand that we're working on together is going to be the Middle East equivalent of Vox, which is... Oh, yeah. The, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah that's brilliant. And, and if I hadn't done my podcast and I hadn't met him through that, it would never have happened. <laughs> that is amazing. This is a story that I love. This is like... I am like so excited about stuff like this when it happens because it's when you're you're putting the intentions out there, you're doing the work, you're you're not coming, you're taking doubt out. You're just like like you say, you're doing your podcast, you're getting out there, like you're putting mm-hmm. out there. So this is going to help your why. You've got a why behind this podcast, and then someone's like, oh, actually, yeah. Daniel, can we do? I'm, yes, of course we can. And do you know what? There's an even better like end, not end, but part of this story is he. He ran a very successful business pre-COVID and it completely ruined... It was like a yacht. Um, hist- he bought a yacht and it was all historical tours and events he'd do on this yacht and it just completely overnight stopped. And he's really, like, on wait, on his arse. He can't write it any other way. And <laughs> he doesn't have any money to put into this. And I said, I'm going to help you. And I'm genuinely helping him with the project because of the position he's found himself in and I actually believe in it as an idea. So that was just, I think I've turned the interview round onto myself I now, love but... it, I love it. Well, that's what podcasts are for, Daniel. Come on, we need to give you some self-promotion here. I love it, I love it, I love it. So that's a great story, isn't it, of, um, you know, just keep doing it. That was where it stemmed from. Don't stop, you know. Yeah, I've got thousands of listeners, stop. but... That's it. it absolutely. Um well, look, I'm looking at my time. We're coming up over 50 minutes, so I've got the question that I want to pop to you to kind of round things off. But I get guests to choose what I'd call a boldest brand for the episode, um, a chance for you to tell me and to share with everybody who's doing it for you right now, whether it's a business or a company or a person. Who would you like to choose as the boldest brand? So this is going to be actually... Um my coach, who I've not recently just given a lot of money to, <laughs> and who I love very much. I've followed him for years and years. And as I said earlier, it was a big win for me because the business has done well and we wanted to invest in him. And he's called Zachary Dixon. Um, he's amazing. His coach, he's literally, I, the reason I'm so aligned with him is he does what I talk about and it's working from within, right? Because we all need to work on ourselves every day, including me. I, I don't know all the answers, but for me to be on the top of my game, I need to work with people on the top of their game. And he is somebody that I really love how he works with people by working on what you're thinking, your thoughts, and how he can really help you change your mindset and those emotions very, very quickly to ensure that you're working in the right vibration to attract exactly what you want within your values. You know what I mean? Within, not with you just... Not with you just thinking of the money or oh, yeah i'll take any client kind of crap like really working so yeah i i think he's somebody right now i it's fair for me to say he's a good brand because i've just given him a lot of money so basically it makes sense yeah. if i believe in him yeah exactly so you definitely class him as a boldest brand for you he, yeah he, it resonated it resonated with you and you're like much. this yeah. yeah perfect yeah well i'm gonna put i'll put a link to um does he like being called Zach? Or yeah, is it always yeah. Zachary? It's Zach, I'll yeah. put a link to Zach's website yeah. and um, awesome. we've name dropped him, so yeah, we'll put him in love the show it. notes. I'll see if I get a discount. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I don't get any affiliate from that. No, so no, doesn't... no. I'm thinking for me. I'm like, you know, I just for you. I don't speak of giving you a free phone, could you? I've just plugged you on a bloody podcast, dude. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then, look, there's one question that I do want to finish with, and there's no right and wrong. It's just to really see if you've got an answer to it. But could you pick out your biggest brand dividing moment so far? In other words, that moment when you became the person that you are. Oh, God, this sounds so egotistic. <laughs> Come on, There's, I want to know. Well, when my first husband left me and I said I was going to be a millionaire and all that, um, I worked hard to make sure that when we had to sell the matrimonial home and stuff, I made it, and this is me, right? So I, I don't, I, it's just how I feel about it. I wanted to say, I am not going to rent, I'm going to buy my own house for me and Emily. I will buy our own mm-hmm. house and I'm going to buy a sports car. When I've done that, I am going to know that I am really walking the walk and talking the talk, and I'm, you know, really like, I'm doing it. So um, it, it took us about two years before the divorce came through, and I basically, I was working well on the businesses, et cetera, et cetera. I got a deposit together, bought my first house on my own, my own, yep. me and Emily, and then I went out and bought myself an Audi TT. <laughs> Of course you did. <laughs> and I still have an Audi TT today. I bloody love it because it's really important to me. I got rid of the first one and I'm on my second one now. And the reason why that car, and I'm going to have to, to be fair, I am going to have to rethink because it's not great for the environment. Um, and, you know, they're all changing now, so I, I am going to have to probably move to an electric car of some sort. But my point is, I love, that is like... Yeah. When I That was my always my dream. And um, that's... Yeah, that was but like that was the moment. Yeah, you, you you definitely could say right. I've become uh, well. The biggest brand divider moment was when you were able to to tick those things off. Yeah, so exactly. Far. It it was yeah. just you know I don't think it was very good having my two year old uh, in a sports car at the time. <laughs> but um, you know it was. Me I wouldn't to- worry. I, I had a TT years back. I the same to you. I was like, I really want one, and it was uh, it was a one of the first Mark One TTs. But my son was, I think three, but I still fitted a car yeah, seat yeah, in so somehow. Mine was a Mark One. <laughs> mine was too. I just love oh, I loved it. it. Yeah, me too. I'm like, oh, I love it. And it's, it's got, I, like, I prefer the Mark 1s to the Mark 2s because it's more retro for me. I, I just, it's yeah. smaller and I can get in a parking spot very easily. <laughs> I just, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, I do, I really, I do love that. And I love a Porsche, to be honest, but I'm still, I'm back at that emotional connection I've got to that brand, if I'm really honest, because... Yeah. Uh, what well, what it, about that other Audi that they do? What is it, the R8? Yeah. That's a proper supercar. Yeah, I, Are you ready for that I yet? I couldn't park it. I'm not, honestly, <laughs> it took me four times to pass my test, Daniel. You don't want me in a car. We're about to buy our new family car and my husband's shitting himself. <laughs> He's like, oh my God. <laughs> Like, no, you. Oh, I'm like, it's going to be all right, Matthew. Don't worry. I'll be fine. <laughs> be fine. We'll get fully comp. We'll be all right. <laughs> hey, he always says it's in the TT, you know, drive properly. I'm like, I am. What are you talking about? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, thank you, Daniel. Lovely. Well, look, yeah, I think we're going to round it up there. I just want to say thank you very much for coming on. I think we've covered some awesome topics and um, it's been a pleasure to speak to you and for you to to hear your, your story and your journey thank you very much for coming on Rebecca oh thank you have a great rest of your day so here we are the end of another episode I'd just like to say thank you very much for tuning in. It really does mean a lot to me. And if you've been sat listening, pondering your own brand and have decided that perhaps it's not quite as strong as you would like, then why not take my brand strength test? I've designed it to be an indication of just how well your brand is performing. The best thing is it's completely free. So if you hit the links button in the player, That'll then take you through to my Brandscape strength test. There's also a direct link found in the show notes as well. And it'll uncover six core areas of your brand that we will take a look at and decide how well are they performing? Are they performing as well as you want? And could areas be improved? You'll get a customized report that I will deliver one-to-one with you. And that's it. That's all there is to it. So go on, click it. It's free. What are you waiting for? 
If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave a review. And the podcast is available to subscribe on all of the major download platforms, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts, amongst others. You can follow me on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, all of those are available via my website. And remember, if you're not proud of your brand, how do you expect anyone else to be?